everybody and welcome back to Steve's NRL Footy Tips. It's been a long off-season, but guess what? We are finally here. The start of the NRL season. It's upon us. It all starts on Thursday night. I'm your host, Stephen Westway. Thank you for joining me here today. The uh, the outpour of love has been unreal in the past week as I made my Facebook page. Uh, by the way, if you guys have not liked that yet, it is Steve's NRL Footy Tips on Facebook. Please like that one. Uh, but the amount of messages I've gotten from all you guys supporting me and... And basically uh, supporting my endeavour to uh, create a new NRL podcast in the NRL uh, sphere, in the rugby league sphere. I, as I've said in my preview videos, I'm not an expert by any means. I'm just a passionate rugby league fan and I appreciate you guys tuning in. I might have a good podcast on days, I might have a bad podcast. It's definitely a work in progress, but uh, we have guests coming, we have improved sound. It's all going to be done better every week and I thank you guys for joining me here Live on this Monday afternoon for me, uh, for me, you guys will probably be listening to it on the Tuesday. We're going to get straight into it. I promised you guys footy tips I'm going to deliver. Hopefully I can get six to eight every week. Uh, but it all starts the season. The NRL 2020 season starts with the Eels and the Bulldogs on Thursday night at 8pm at Bankwest Stadium. As I said, it's been a long off season, and this game is a renewal of the 1980s rivalry between the Eels and the Bulldogs. Of course, they versed in two grand finals in 1984 and 1986, both teams taking one grand final per piece. The Eels, of course, have a lot of ex expectations to live up to this season. A lot of team, a lot of uh, experts, and a lot of fans have predicted the Eels to be in the top four this year, including myself. Uh, so they've got a lot of pressure. In past, they have not lived up to that pressure, and they've disappointed their fans. Of course, they haven't won a grand final since 1986. So a lot of pressure to live up to, for sure. Uh, the Bulldogs, the same thing, 2004 since the last grand final they've got. They're going to be looking to improve on the end of their 2019 season. Their start of the year was ordinary, uh, which was to kind of be expected last year. Their salary cap situation has been great. The Bulldogs, in the last few years, they've got a lot of young and up-and-comers on the rise. But their 2019 form at the end, uh, the, about the last 10 rounds, was really encouraging going forward. They actually beat the Eels near the end of last season. Um, so it's going to be a hell of a game to start off the season. The rivalry is always good. It's always intense, even uh, you know 30 years on from the 30, 40 years on from those rival, uh, from those grand finals and from that massive rivalry. The rivalry still lives, lives on, which is good to see. For the Eels, it all rests on. Um, on them, you know, improving from last year. They were definitely in the mix. They could not get it done against the Storm in that final. And Mitchell Moses, of course, he had 30-plus try assists in 2019. He's going to be looking to repeat that in 2020. The Bulldogs' halves are under pressure as well as Lachlan Lewis is going to be uh, trying to make up for the loss of Kieran Ford. He's going to be partnering up with either Wakem or Jack Cogger. I hear uh, late mail saying that Brennan Wakem is going to be playing... Uh, 5-8 with him um, in round one, so we'll see how that one goes. The Eels, of course, they also have a couple of new signings in uh, Ryan Madison Campbell Gillard. They're going to be out to impress the coach, that's for sure. Brad Arthur, Campbell Gillard has stated that uh, he's loving football at the Parramatta Eels after a disappointing ex exit from the, uh, from the Panthers. And, of course, Ryan Madison has had his fair share of dramas in leaving the Tigers last season, so they're probably going to be looking forward to getting on the footy field and proving themselves. It really is a battle of the two strong forward packs. Both teams' uh, forward packs are impressive. You look at uh, the likes of Josh Jackson, Aiden Tolman, Dylan Nafa, and Corey were here in the year from the Bulldogs versus the Eels' big forward pack in Lane, Gillard, Madison, Paulo, Nathan, Brian. It's going to be a hell of a battle. I think that's where the game is going to be won. Whoever's forward pack can get on top. 
uh, is going to be looking uh, to press on with the match. I do worry a little bit about the Bulldogs' ability to score points, um, especially uh, with that inexperienced half combination. So we'll see how they go. Uh, the Eels will also be out to expose the inexperience on the flanks for the Bulldogs. You look at their uh, their wings and centres. They've got Hoffawati in the centres with Raymond Smith, who's a solid footballer, don't get me wrong. He isn't the most experienced, but he did get some key NRL experience last year. So did Nick Meany and uh, Jaden Okenbar. But both of those guys, very inexperienced as well when you compare them to the likes of uh, like Clint Gufson and Blake Ferguson. If I was the Eels uh, with Mitchell Moses, and I'm sure he will, um, I'd be targeting both those uh, flanks for the Bulldogs uh, with high bombs to try to expose them, especially in defence there. My prediction for this match, I think the Bulldogs will stay in the grind for a lot of the game, but I think Parramatta will probably have too much class in the later stages of the game, probably the last 15, 20 minutes, and uh, might be able to win the game in that stage. I've got the Eels in my first prediction of 2020 by 12 points. Moving on to the Raiders and the Titans. And they will be going up against each other at 6 o'clock on Friday at GIO Stadium down there in Canberra. The Raiders are going to be looking to start their 2020 campaign off uh, after losing that 2019 grand final in a huge way. They're hungry. You can tell they want the premiership. They're definitely going to be there, in my opinion, near the end of the year. But they can't underestimate the Titans uh, coming off uh, a very disappointing 2019 uh, season. They've got a new coach in Justin Holbrook, who on paper, not many people might not have heard of him. But over in the Super League, very impressive. He coached 87 games for St. Helens in the past three seasons. He had 70 wins. So 70 wins and 17 losses in those three seasons. He's a no-nonsense kind of coach. He's going to be looking to get the Titans back on track after a disastrous few seasons there. Of course, the pressure is on Titans players like Nathan Peets, Proctor, Boyd, uh, Wallace and Cartwright. They've all been... You know, uh, disappointing for a couple of years now. They've underperformed. They're going to be fighting for a new contract because someone like Justin Holbrook is not going to uh, keep players on deck that aren't necessarily giving their 100%, um, which I'm not saying those players aren't, but you've got to keep a hundred, you've got to give 100% and stay hungry if you want to stay in the NRL for long periods of time. Speaking of people that uh, is going to be looking to uh, impress him, yeah, Ash Taylor, of course, is on his way back. Uh, after, you know, some personal issues and some form issues in 2019. Can he recapture his best form? Uh, they signed him on a huge deal a couple of years ago. Of course, the pressure got has definitely gotten to him. He, uh, I'm not saying he carries the Titans' hopes completely on him, but if the Titans are to do anything and get off the bottom of the ladder in 2020, he's going to uh, need to get back to close to his best form. For the Raiders, I mean, John... Uh, for the Raiders, John Bateman, his injury, uh, he's out for the first six weeks of the season. Corey Hallsbro will start for him. George Williams will be playing his first game of the NRL. He could be the missing link to the Raiders' uh, attempts to try to win the, their first grand final since 1994. No offense to Sam Williams or Aiden Caesar, but I think George Williams, uh, especially after watching him in the Super League, adds a bit of spark to that attack um, and a bit of bit of reliability at the same time. I mean, he's a very organized kind of halfback. Good, got a good clicking game, so I think that will help out. They've also signed Curtis Scott. Uh, of course, he had a lot of off-field problems at, at the start of the year, uh, but he's going to be looking to put his best foot forward as he gets on the field for the first time in 2020. The big question for the Raiders is whether they can duplicate their 2019 form and live up to the expectations that they left by being so by going so well last year. I mean, people like Nickel Clogstad... Bateman, who is not playing in this game, but Bateman and Jack Wyden, all those guys had tremendous 2019. It doesn't matter whether they can back it up in 2020, in particular this game, the start of 2020. It's, sometimes it's not easy to start the season 
off with your best performance. Uh, but the Raiders, I think, will be probably too strong for the Titans, who will improve in 2020, but it's a tough game to start their season. I think the Raiders will be too strong, and I've got the Raiders by 22 in this match. Moving on to the second game on Friday night, the 8pm match. Uh, the first ever game at Queensland Country Bank Stadium, the new ground for the Cowboys. The Cowboys will be going up against the Bron Brisbane Broncos, of course. It is one of the best modern-day rivalries in the NRL. Classic matches dating back to the 2015 Green Final, probably one of the greatest, if not the greatest, Green Final of all time, where the, the magical Jonathan Ferguson field goal got the Cowboys their inaugural NRL Premiership. Of course, they had a couple of great matches the next season as well, with Anthony Milford kicking the field goal to win the Broncos. Um, a revenge match, and in the 2016 semi-final, it did go for 90 minutes where the Cowboys were able to down the Broncos again. So they've got quite a rivalry uh, recently, these two teams. All eyes, of course, are going to be on Valentine Holmes as he returns to the NRL from the NFL after a couple of after one season with the New York Jets. How he will work with uh, Morgan is going to be very interesting, especially if you looked at their uh, preseason match a couple weekends ago where they had a very impressive combination in that trial match. Speaking of Michael Morgan, he is uh, he's going to be looking to get back to his best. I know he's still been you know a Queensland representative these past couple of years, but I think he'll be the first person to tell you that his form has not been um, what it once was, especially in 2017 when he led the Cowboys back to the green final. Speaking of people that need uh, to make up on lost ground form-wise, the whole Brisbane Broncos team now embarrassing in the first week of the finals last year where they lost 58 to nil in. Um, against the Eels in their biggest ever loss. So they're going to need to start the season off huge. Anthony Seaboyd, only second season as the Broncos coach, already under immense pressure, uh, because of especially because of that game. But you think they're going to have a lot of fire in their bellies and going to be trying to try to start the season with a bang. Brody Croft, of course, their most important signing of the offseason. He, he's actually been dubbed their most important signing for the Broncos for the last 10 years, the last decade. Uh, does he have too much pressure on him? That's the big question. How will we combine with Milford as well? Um, speaking of Milford, he needs a huge season. So their combination is going to be very important for the Broncos season as a whole, and especially in this game here. So it's going to be interesting to see how they combine for the first time. Jack Bird, or also for the Broncos, moving to fullback. Um, can he stay injury-free in 2020 after a, a disastrous couple of seasons after leaving the Sharks? He's a great player in his day, and I think uh, the fullback spot definitely suits him. He can roam around the field and get involved. I do have a couple of questions about his defense just um, you know, he's a good defender, just as a, uh, as with the speed, you know, if someone makes a break, hopefully he can cover that there. Speaking of, um, of people that need to step up, Darius Boyd, just announced his retirement a couple of weeks ago. He's moving to the centers, uh, this season for the Broncos. For him to stay in first grade, he's going to need to perform, especially defensively. And Jesse Arthur, the news came out late last week that he has won the wing spot over Asako and Coates, or he should, the team list, of course, come out. This afternoon, I'm, I haven't, you know, I'm recording the podcast a bit early this week, so I'm not going to see the team list. Asanko expected to uh, be named on the bench. Where this game will be decided, I think uh, definitely Jason Tamalolo needs to lead that big forward pack of the Cowboys um, with people like Gavin Cooper um, to be competing with the Broncos' impressive pack there. They've got a young Henry forward pack, the Broncos, led by Payne Haas, Pengai Jr., Fafita Carrigan, Alex Glenn, all these guys. Um, so it's going to be a very interesting game. It's a it could go away this game. I think it will be low scoring. These games always seem to be classics. I don't see any reason why there won't be another classic here to start the season. I've got the Broncos by one point, um, showing you how close it is. It really could go anyway. This match. Moving on. 
starting our first Super Saturday, which is personally my fir- uh, favourite day of the NRL week. The Knights versus the Warriors at 3pm at McDonald Jones Stadium. Both teams looking to bounce back after not great endings uh, to 2019. The Knights dropped off late after impressing this uh, everybody early in the season to uh, finish the season quite awful, especially in the game against the Tigers. They, they really gave up and... Um, and really, Nathan Brown's fate got sealed with that. The Warriors had a disappointing year all around last season, so it's going to be interesting to see if they can offer anything uh, in 2020. If you listen to my season predictions, I actually have them getting the wooden spoon, but we'll see how they go to start their season off against the Knights team that should be uh, hungry to prove uh, to Adam Bryan, who's in his first game as NRL coach. He's the former Roosters and Storm assistant coach. They're going to be looking to prove to him that uh, they've got, you know, that each of their players are, are worth being in the NRL because Adam O'Brien, of course, being under the mentorship of uh, Trent Robertson and Craig Bellamy in the past, he's not going to take, um, you know, poor performances week by week by some of these Newcastle players. Ponga is going to be going back to fullback um, and looking to play, playing a full season there. Man and Pierce are most likely going to start in the half to start the season. Kurt Mann, the pressure definitely on him with uh, Leno and Cross and they're waiting in the wings. So combinations, again, those combinations are going to be very important early in the season for Newcastle and Kurt Mann in particular. Of course, they even have um, Connor Watson playing a utility role off the bench there as well. Speaking of the Knights um, and people with pressure on them, they're going to start the season with uh, two rookie-slash-inexperienced centres in uh, Moga and Shibasaki. So they're going to be... Um, Definitely targeted in defence by some of these sides. The Warriors, if I was them, I'd be targeting them all day, these two rookie centres. Um, but uh, their forward pack looks good in Newcastle. They've got people like Clemmer and Safidi uh, with Fitzgibbon and Glasby, who both probably admit they need to step up. People like Mitch Barnett, you always know what he's going to get You're going to get with him. So their forward pack quite strong. I think the Warriors, um, their forward pack's in a bit of a cross at the moment. They've already got a lot of injuries in the preseason. Uh, someone like Toe Harris is definitely going to have to stand up and um, lead by example and show some leadership there if the Warriors are any chance uh, this season, especially in this game as well. Um, of course, they're relying too much on Rogers to Alavi, Sheck and Blake Green. There's not much else to say in this game. I think um, if you listen to my season predictions, you know uh, all I've got to say about the Warriors is that um, I just keep getting disappointed by them every year. So uh, I think the Knights will be way too strong for them in this game. Even though I don't have the Knights in my top eight either, I think they're going to start the season off pretty well. I'm going to actually go the Knights by 16 in this game. And Super Saturday continues live at 5.30pm at ANZ Stadium when the South Sydney Rabbitohs take on the Cronulla Sharks. Big game this one, but obviously both teams are going to be looking to start their campaigns in 2020 off very strong. The Rabbitohs had a great season under Wayne Bennett last season. Of course, making the uh, preliminary finals before being eliminated by the Canberra Raiders. They're going to be looking to start their campaign off very strong here. Uh, they're at home. All, obviously, all eyes being on Latrell Mitchell, his first game in the fullback role. Uh, after the preseason where he did play a couple of games, the All-Star game and the Charity Shield game, his form was a bit sketchy at fullback. But it's going to be very interesting to see how he goes, especially um, with the extra workload that the fullback position provides compared to centre, and of course the uh, pressure that he has on his defensive uh, decisions in that role. So it's going to be very interesting to see that. Of course, Adam Reynolds is the new Rabbitohs captain. Him and Cody Walker, their combination, had an up-and-down road in 2019. Their form at the start of the year was fantastic, in particular Cody Walker, but after Origin 1, his his confidence kind of got shake, shook a bit. Um, So he's going to be looking to improve on 2020, so that's very important for the Rabbitohs, that combination. For the... uh, for the Cronulla Sharks, they kind of limped into the 2019 finals. 
and uh, got destroyed by Manly without really firing a shot in the first week of the 2019 final series. So it's going to be interesting to see how they bounce back. I mean, obviously, a lot of pressure falls on Sean Johnson. He, uh, of, of course, he had some great seasons at the Warriors, followed by some mediocre seasons. His first season at the Sharks was okay, but definitely not what they wanted um, from a leader at that club. So it's going to be very interesting to see how he responds. Of course, Josh Morris, um, that whole situation, we'll see if that affects him on the field as well. But I definitely think that this match in particular is going to be one in the battle of the forwards. People like uh, for the Sharks, like Andrew Fafita and Aaron Woods, they've been very inconsistent, had very inconsistent seasons. I think they'll be the first to admit that. But if the Sharks are to have a chance in this game, players like Woods, Fafita and Wade Graham definitely need to step up. Um, of course, with the retirement of Paul Gallen, they've got a good young forward pack, uh, with some guys like Jack Williams and Nakora, but uh, they're going to have to come up against the Rabbitohs, who've also lost experience in their forward pack with the ex- uh, retirement of Sam Burgess and John Sutton, as well as the exit of George Burgess. I think for them, their keys obviously are going to be Damien Cook and Cam Murray, the usual suspects there, with some experience by Ethan Lowe as well to really uh, settle their young guys, especially their bench, very inexperienced bench there. So it's going to be uh, a very good game. I don't think a team is going to uh, is going to whitewash the other one in this one. I reckon it's going to be pretty tight all the way through. I do have the Rabbitohs, um, not just because they're my team. I do have them just being a little bit too strong near the end of the game there. I'm tipping the Rabbitohs by four points, but this uh, definitely has the potential to be the match of the round. It's going to be a big one on Saturday night. And in the final match of Super Saturday in round one, the reigning premiers, the Sydney Roosters, are going to have to start their free-peat, potential free-peat campaign on the road against the Penrith Panthers at Panthers Stadium. Everybody knows what Penrith are capable of on their day. I mean, they've had a very few disappointing seasons. Pretty much their last 10 years have been kind of disappointing. We all know what they're capable of on their best day. They've got a great uh, young roster there, a bunch of young talent. And this team uh, in 2020 will definitely be led by Nathan Cleary after the exit of their experienced playmaker and James Maloney last season. The pressure's on Nathan Cleary to lead this team to success. They had a couple of good trial showings, not that that really translates uh, to NRL, but a really impressive uh, performance against Parramatta when they tied 22 or in Bega. Both teams looked really good on that night. If Pender for any chance against the Roosters, they're definitely going to have to be close to perfect. Uh, their fullback position, worries me. Caelan Aikens, of course, will be the starting fullback with uh, Edwards injured. Uh, but I think the Roosters will look to expose that and a couple of their inexperienced uh, inexperienced wingers and centers out there and people like Naden and Toe and even like experienced people like Mentor, who hasn't been in the best form in the last couple of years. I think he will have a big season, but I think the Roosters will definitely target those guys. Their forward pack also needs to step up, uh, kick out, very dangerous on his best day. He's going to have to be against, a best against the Roosters if they are any chance. Uh, for the Roosters, they've had a uh, bit of a kind of interrupted preseason. I mean, their World Cup challenge, they were under strife in that game. Um, they did manage to get the job done, but it definitely wasn't easy. They were camped on their uh, on their own defensive line for long periods of that game. So uh, I've actually got a mate that's tipping Penrith in this game for the upset. I can't see that happening. But at the same time, I think the Roosters will be a little bit rusty. Their record in round one isn't great. Um, and if anyone can take advantage, it's the young hungry, young and hungry team, especially one like the Penrith Panthers. So I think the uh, Roosters will be very too classy in the end of the day. All eyes are going to be on Cole Flanagan, his first game in the halfback role for the Roosters. But I think, yeah, the Roosters too strong in this game. There's not too much else to say. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how they uh, how they respond to a challenge of going three in a row since we have not seen that since the 
uh, seen anything going for it since uh, the Broncos in this kind of Super League era. So we'll see how they go in uh, in 2020. But I think the Roosters, as I said, too strong for this one. I've got the Roosters by 14. Two games left of the round, and there's a huge Sunday of football coming up this weekend in the match of the round, starting off at 4 p.m. at Brookvale, Lotto Land, when Manly Seagulls take on the Melbourne Storm. This is one of the best rivalries in the match. I expect nothing less here. It's going to be a fierce contest. Both these teams just really do not like each other. So it's going to be very interesting to see how they both line up each other at round one. Of course, the Melbourne Storm have a fantastic record around one. A lot of the times you'll see them in each season winning their first four to five games. I don't know if they've lost a round one since 2003, to be honest. I think someone should check that, but I think they've been almost perfect um, in their round ones under Craig Bellamy. This is a hell of a challenge, though. Manly Seagulls, uh, I believe that Fanua Blake and Jake Turbo are actually playing this match or actually going to be very close to being fit. So the Manly Seagulls probably be full strength uh, heading up against heading into this game against the Storm. If they are to uh, to upset uh, Melbourne, they're definitely going to need uh, big games from people like Tom Turovic and Cherry Evans. Uh, everybody knows what how explosive Tom Turbo can be. Um, he, he really has a bad game. If I've, I don't know if I've ever seen him have a game, bad game, in fact. But uh, the Storm, defensively, are such a strong team that he's definitely going to have to pick his moments. And Cherry Evans is definitely going to have to organise this team well. I mean, Ryan Pabber, he hasn't with the Mel- as the Melbourne Storm's fullback. Fantastic form to start last year, but he has only played about 10 to 15 NRL games. So if I was Cherry Evans, I'd be trying to uh, look to expose him with his kicking game. Cherry Evans, of course, one of the best kicking games in the comp. Um, so that's what I think the keys are for Manly. For Melbourne, obviously, they have the experience. Their forward pack is outstanding, and I think it's going to be a great battle of the forwards this game. You look at Melbourne's forwards, Jesse Bromwich, Kenny Bromwich, uh, Fanukin. You've got people like Felice Kafusi, uh, Nelson Sofa Solomona. They're all going up against people like Jake Turbo and Adam Fanua Blake. I personally think that uh, that Melbourne have one of the best forward packs in the NRL, so it's going to be definitely a challenge for Manly. I think they can win the game by getting over the top. Manly, of course, you've got in the uh, in the halves Munster and Jerome Hughes. Now, there's been a lot of pressure on Jerome Hughes in the off season. A lot of people call him. Um, more of a utility player or a fullback than a halfback. So he's got a lot to prove there as well. He's going up against one of the, the best halves in the game in Cherry Evans. So there's a lot of challenges, both teams. I think the Storm, though, under the mentorship of Craig Bellamy, he knows how to get them up early in seasons. They, I think if you go back in there, in the, as I said, in the last 16 to 17 years, their first 10 rounds, Melbourne Storm do not lose much. I think Manly will give them quite a challenge in this game. Um... But at the same time, I question whether they're bringing people like Jake Turbo and Fanua Blake back a little bit too early. I do have Melbourne win this game, but it's going to be very close. I've got Melbourne by four in this one. And in the final match of the week, it is a match that I'll be attending. It is the St. George of Dragons going up against the West Tigers at Wynn Stadium at 6 p.m. The Dragons looking to uh, start their season off at home after a disaster 2019. They're going to be under pressure to perform straight away. They have named a lot of, uh, well, they're going to name a lot of rookies in that back line. So it'll be very interesting to see how they go. Of course, uh, Norman and Hunt, they've got no wit up there this year. So pressure's definitely on them to deliver with a good kicking game and organising that team around the park. Obviously, their strength comes in their forward pack. You've got people like Vaughan and Frizzell, James Graham. They've got the signing of Isaac Luke. They will be missing Cam McInnes, I believe, because he still will be injured. 
Um, but it is a Dragon side that will be hungry to start their 2020 season off well. However, they're going to be running into a team that has come ninth several times in the last five years now. That is the West Tigers, who uh, definitely have a point to prove. They've gone off in the offseason. They've signed players like both the Leilua brothers, um, Adam Dewey, and a couple others. People like Billy Walter is going to get his chance most likely to start the game in the hooker position. So it's going to be very interesting to see how these new signings for the Tigers go. Brooks and Marshall uh, had pretty much uh, made a good foundation last year in those in those harsh positions. I think uh, they're going to be looking to improve on that in 2020. I think they're actually going to be a little bit too strong for the Dragons playmakers, Norman and Hunt, because if they don't get stuff going right there uh, at the start of the game, going in their favour at the start of the game, they're going to struggle definitely um, as the match tears on because you've got the experience of Marshall and the his electricity they can add, uh, combined with Luke Brooks, who's the experienced playmaker. He's got a great kicking game. So I think both those two will start in this game. The Dragons definitely, um, as I said, they're desperate to start their 2020 season off well. Paul McGregor's under a lot of pressure there. And it'll be interesting to see how Zach Lomax goes in that fullback spot. I think that is a good move to him. But I just think the Tigers will be too strong. This is actually my bet of the week as well. We're better getting my bets. But... I think the Tigers, I think they're paying about $1.95 at the moment, or close to $2. You can always double your money here. I think the Tigers are the better week, and I think the Tigers will win this one by about 10 points. I think they're going to be too strong for them. Uh, I liked what I saw from last year. They just need to be a bit more consistent. So that's it. That is my footy tips for Round 1 2020. Before we go, I just mentioned that we are going to be doing Steve's bets of the week every week. Um, so I'm going to provide a couple of tips for you punters out there. But before I do that, just a reminder to please like me on Facebook. Please like this video, share it. Definitely get me out there to the community. I'm not in this to get a thousand likes, but I do love football. I know there's other people out there that are passionate for footy and they might just be looking for an NRL podcast. So definitely let uh, let me know um, if you know people that will be interested in it and definitely get me out there in the community. If you guys can, I would appreciate it big time. During the weekend, I will have short videos with my tips for each match, um, if you can't listen to the podcast, I'm also going to have Steve's NRL team of the list, uh, team NRL team of the week uh, list every week posted on either the Sunday night or the Monday morning. I'm also going to have a poll uh, where you guys can vote on the player of the week every week as well. Uh, but as I promised, I'm going to get to my tips of the week, my bets of the week, so to speak. Um, and if you're going to put a moldy on this weekend, doesn't matter how much you spend, I've got it covered for you. I'm going to put the Tigers in as the first leg. I think they're going to be too strong for the Dragons, as I said earlier in the vid. I'm going to pair them up with Parramatta. They're only a dollar thirty-ish, but I think they're good. That will get you about two twenty. And then uh, we're going to put in Melbourne one to twelve there, which should be about five to six bucks. So my bet of the week this week: the Tigers into the Parramatta Eels into the Melbourne Storm 1-12. My first try scorer of the week, I don't think he can go past Sevo uh, in that game against the Bulldogs. that had a lot of uh, off-season distractions. But I think uh, he's definitely a strong option there. So my bet of the week, first try scorer on the Thursday night, Sevo against the Bulldogs. And my Maldi of the week, the Tigers head-to-head into the Eels head-to-head into the Storm 1-12. But that is my first ever Footy Tip and Podcast, uh, where I've predicted each game of the week. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'll see you guys next week on the podcast. Thank you for listening to Steve's NRL Footy Tips for Round 1 2020. Enjoy your footy.